Hey folks, this is John Chow from Cruise Addicts. I've got a wonderful guest today. It's Don or DB from EatSleepCruise.com. Let's go to the interview right now. Uh, thanks again for joining us. How are you doing with all this going on in, in this quarantine? I think we're hand, you know handling it all right. Of course, we miss cruising like most folks, you know, like cruise addicts out there. But um, we're lucky that we're healthy and safe so far. How about you guys? We're doing good. I mean, I just got a haircut, so it's you know, it's uh, which is a big deal. <laughs> I know we've had to. Uh, I just talked to my brother in New York, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't get a haircut." And That's why I have the hat. You don't want to see what the quarantine hair looks like. Uh, Heidi's always can't wait for me to get a haircut in a couple of weeks when things open up here in Massachusetts. But besides that, I mean, that's that's small potatoes compared to, to you know everything that's going on out there. Yeah, you know exactly. But it does make you appreciate those little things. Uh, that's what we've been talking about. Just with, you know, obviously cruise travel, which is such a luxury thing in our lives. But, uh, yeah, just the, just everything. Uh, have you got a lot of takeout? Have you are any restaurants open where you're at? We have, yeah. I think things are opening up slowly in the Massachusetts, Rhode Island area. We kind of live in the – we live in Massachusetts, but right on the border of Rhode Island. And Rhode Island's opening up a little bit earlier than Massachusetts is. But, yeah, we – you know. I've done a lot of home projects since we've been home. We're partially furloughed for our full-time jobs. You know, Eat Sleep Cruise, as you know, similar to Cruise Addicts, isn't our full-time gig. It's it's a side thing. So other things going on with our business and our in our lives, just trying to take it one day at a time. Now, for people that might not know about your website, could you uh, could you introduce them to your website and tell us all about it? Yeah, sure. So eatsleepcruise.com uh, and our, you know, all over social media at Eat Sleep Cruise. It's uh, a community that we've been building for the last five or six years now. And it started off with a blog and, and now we have social media and, and doing some more YouTube the last year, year and a half. And it really where we share our passion for cruising. As I mentioned, it's not a full-time thing. We're, my wife and I who run it, we're, we're co-editors. It's a 50-50 it's a thing is where we get to share reviews, tips, and a lot of different cruise things that we've experienced firsthand. So I'm going to ask you, I'm doing like an interview series, so we can start that up. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I was doing a little bit with Scott and he, he broke out. He's, he'll be, we'll try to get him back at the end of the show here. We're doing a full 60 minutes here with the cruise quarantine, uh, quarantine. <laughs> uh, so thank you again for joining me. And I thank you for everybody in the chat. We're going to get to, uh, Will Cooper says, congratulations on the thousand subs. Well, I'm like, yeah, I mean, hopefully his dogs don't jump in here again. <laughs> well, the dogs are excited too for a thousand subscribers. So congrats on that. <laughs> so I'll try to meet myself here. <laughs> so when was your first cruise and how many have you been on now? So our first cruise is a couple. Heidi and I, we went on Legend of the Seas. And I think that was in January of 2007, I believe. And since then, we've been on, I think our Freedom of the Seas cruise made number 32 or 33. So and that we went on Freedom of the Seas actually right before all this happened early in March of this year. Okay. And now what made you fall in love with cruise travel? Was there a certain thing? I mean, there's lots of little things, I think. Um, we're really, we like to travel in general and see different places and cruising, we feel is the best way to do that because it can bring you to so many different ports and so many different destinations around the world. And you don't have to unpack, right? So your hotel room follows with you. And there's just the, the other little things that the ships do, like the food, the restaurants, the entertainment, we feel it's such a great value. So not only do you see destinations, but the ships themselves are really become uh, destinations. Oh, no doubt. Now, do you have a favorite port? And is there a certain reason why it'd be your favorite? Uh, 
I mean, we have lots of favorites, I would say. Maybe, I think that when people ask that question, it's pretty difficult because there's so many places we've been to that we love. And we always find something about a place that we love. But I would I would say one, one region, at least, probably our favorite place to visit is Alaska. Um, and, you know, each of the port have their own unique features and, and elements to them. But just overall, the region, it's so beautiful. It's so different when people think of cruising. We love the Caribbean, don't get me wrong. But when people think of cruising, they think of Caribbean. When you go to Alaska, it's a totally different experience. And you get to see the wilderness, different type of cuisine. Uh, and, and all the ports there that we've been able to visit have been great. But that, but you're saying that Alaska just had a major impact on you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was like, I think that, that was our first cruise that we kind of tipped into the blogging, actually, too. It was our five-year anniversary, our first time to Alaska on Celebrity Solstice. And we've only been back one other time, and then we've been to Seattle a couple times. But we... I'd hop on Alaska cruise tomorrow if it would open up. Yeah, it's funny you say that. It's not because my cruise to Alaska. I did two weeks. I did a week on the land and a week uh, on a ship with uh, board the Island Princess, and it just blew me away. I I, I think there's the whole you know the authenticity of it all, just yeah. how raw and un untouristy it was, just was amazing. And I was I've I've, I've basically been a Pied Piper for for uh, Alaska cruises since then, but it is, it is a significant cruise to go between the air and everything else. It's, you don't get to do it as often as say a, you know, Caribbean cruise, but it's amazing. Right. I mean, we're on the East coast too, like you. Yeah. So getting across the country and then uh, a lot of the, the experiences there aren't cheap either, but they're, when are you going to go on a dog sled or get to go on a glacier? So I mean, there's still a good value to them, but yeah, it's not something you can hop on like a Bahamas cruise or cruise to the Eastern Caribbean or Western Caribbean. It's definitely an investment when you go to Alaska, but well worth it for folks who've never been. Oh, it's incredible. And I, like I said, I've been a Pied Piper ever since. So now I'm going to get in some more questions here. So when you run into someone and they say they, you know, they'll never go on a cruise and it's kind of an absurd excuse. I know you've, you've dealt with these people. Uh, is there something that you say to them to help them motivate them to actually take this, you know, cruise experience to enjoy it? Well, they're, those people are everywhere. I don't, I don't know. Like, where, why are they all everywhere? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on the person getting to know them. My brother was actually one of those people. He didn't want to go on a cruise for multiple reasons. And then his now fiance, when they first started dating and they dating for a while, wanted to go on a cruise because she and her family liked it. And I talked to him and I, I knew him. I said, listen, Rich, my brother, I just, just I'll, I'll, I know you. Let me pick the ship and the itinerary. And now they go on at least a cruise a year. He loves it. So I think it's really finding what those individuals like. We have other family members. You know, some people like the freestyle. Some people like the structure, like Heidi and I. We like to go on a cruise and have everything pre-planned. Other people kind of just want to wing it. So I think cruising is so different. There's so many different size ships, so many different types of brands that cater to different types of travel. So the, when someone says that, I want if I know them well, then I can say, all right, I know you. This is what you'd like. But if I don't know them, I try to ask some questions like, what style of travel? Uh, is it a family or just couple? Is it going to be a large group? And what do you want to do? Do you want to land on a beach or do you actually want to see and do things? And once you get those questions answered, I think you can find the right cruise for anybody. So you touched on something. You like to, you like to have it all pre-planned. And to me, that sounds like you just don't want to have to overthink the vacation because to me that if you have to go there and wing it sometimes, that can add a layer of stress as far as cost and everything else. So uh, why, do you, why, why do you prefer to do that? Is that the same uh, reasons? Or uh, based on your own words, you know, why do you pre-plan everything? Well, it's partially Heidi because she's crazy. No, but she she can't hear me now. But um, I, we're both my my wife, we're both Type A personalities, so it would definitely be stressful if. And this has happened where we've had itineraries changed, like pre-cruise because of storms or whatever. Like it, it, we have everything planned: shore excursion. If we have restaurant reservations, we always do traditional dining, so we always have that set. And if there's a change in itinerary, we both kind of go a little crazy. So I think 
having everything pre-planned. We also just like to do and see as much as possible. So if we just were dropped somewhere and we had no idea, didn't do any research, I think we both would feel like we're missing out. So we pre-plan to make sure we get as much in as possible, but also that's, that's, that's we pre-plan everything, not just cruising, any travel or anything even around the house. Like that's just, just the way we, we approach everything. So cruising is great because you can pre-book excursions with tour companies now with the web and, and great sites like yours to do research. So you know what you're doing. And, um, and yeah, I think cruising enables that. That's another reason we love to travel on cruise ships. Yeah. Well, that's great. Cause you know, some people just might wing it. I've, I've actually been with relatives and they just, they didn't know anything about anything. They get on board and they're just like, well, what do we do? And like middle of the cruise, they're starting to figure stuff out. And you're like, what have you been doing? You know, you got to look at the, the daily planners. You have to actually some, you just can't overly wing it. I mean, you could, but I think you should be a little bit of aware, you know, of what you're getting into. And sometimes those people who do wing it, they end up having great experiences because they discover something or folks who just say, oh, I'm just going to walk around the port and see what happens. And maybe you find a new tour provider or some local there or, or some experience that you never heard of. So we're not wholly opposed to it, but we always have at least something planned. And then sometimes we'll even allocate free free time. <laughs> That's how crazy we go. Uh, to do some of that too on our own. Because yeah, once in a while, if you're just exploring or walking around, you might discover something that you didn't find online or didn't know about. Okay, so I'm gonna get serious. This is a serious time in our in our view. And I know we you know we go way back now. So but I so I think I can ask you this question. <laughs> so so Don, your life on this earth is coming to an end. You're gonna have to plan. You and I, you're gonna have to plan your last cruise. Okay, where do you go, and what ship is it gonna be on? Oh, well, I would say if it's so, his last cruise, like bucket list. This is it. This is, I mean, you know, you got some bad news at the doctor. Uh, you know, you're 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 pulling out the good stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I think I think we would do. It might be a little bit of a cop out, but I think we would do a world cruise. Um, and I know some world cruises have different itineraries, so we do some research. We would probably go with Viking Ocean Cruises. I mean, the other cruise lines do a great job with their world cruises, but uh, again, to experience Viking River Cruise and then a little bit of the ocean, uh, I think they would be kind of the, the person to do such a long voyage. So world cruises usually 100 plus days. And I think I would look for a place that got to visit some locales in like Southeast Asia or the Middle East maybe Africa. So one of those routes, maybe that starts on the West coast of the U S and, and heads in that direction. Cause we've never really traveled there. And yeah, I think, I mean, we would just do it up and, and, and I think, uh, I think Viking would be the, the, the cruise line to go with. Okay. So this is an interesting question. That's a great answer. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, <sure. laughs> so, uh, have you been to Asia at all? Have you actually been out to Asia? We have it. No, the furthest we've headed out there, we went to Hawaii, which doesn't really count because it's in the middle of the Pacific, right? Uh, but no, we've never been to any of, of that part of the world. Our first trip together to Europe was actually Northern Europe when we did a Baltics cruise, which was actually with Viking. So, I mean, there's so many places we want to visit in the world. So picking one would be difficult, but but I think seeing that region of the world, we definitely want to get into South America more, Africa more. Now they have Arctic Circle Cruises, the Antarctica Cruises. I mean, cruise ships go everywhere now. So we're, we're happy to go where cruise ships go. Yeah. So um, this is going to be like a wide open question. So do you have a story from one of your, you know, during your travels that you came home and you might tell your friends, of course, that you can share here, you know, some some travel story of some type that you can share with other people like, you won't believe this, you know? Uh, well, we'll keep it PG, right? So, uh I mean, I guess I would have to say, I mean, we have a few, but I guess the one that's most pertinent is our, our last cruise, which was on Freedom of the Seas, right? So 
we made the decision to, to go on the, on the cruise early March. The CDC, the, the government hadn't made any regulations, no changes. Of course, we had heard of things happening on cruise ships. And we're supposed to dock back in San Juan, Puerto Rico, Sunday morning, wake up Sunday morning, and the ship is just moving fast. You know, we're, we must be behind schedule. We're never going to get to the port of time. Sun's rising. It's around 7 a.m. We're looking at, I don't, I don't see any land anywhere in place. And that's when the captain came on saying we were being diverted. So we got a two extra day cruise because instead of going back to where we originated in San Juan, we actually had to go back to Miami due to some of the changes that were happening. This is right when states and locales were closing and changing right before really the crisis hit the U.S. So it's a story to tell folks they're like you were on one of those last cruises before cruising officially stopped and like yeah we're some of those crazy people but the ship was pretty full so we weren't alone and and everyone honestly we were seeing on social media that people run out of toilet paper and that it was things were going a little crazy here and we were just relaxing on a ship for two extra day, two extra days we had the drink package and, and they grandfather us in so we got those two extra days on the drink package and we had plenty of food and, and everyone was in good spirits i think people were practicing a little bit more um, you know, washing their hands more, which people always do on cruise ships, but, and maybe spacing things out a little bit, so, you know, social distancing hadn't really become part of our lexicon yet. So uh, it's something I can tell folks that, oh, what was the last cruise? Oh, it was right before all this happened. That's going to be, I remember you were on that. That's interesting. Yeah. Here the rest of it. Okay. So here's it. You got to use your imagination again. Uh, imagine you can order, you're kind of, you know, you open up your app on your phone right now, and you could order your favorite food from any cruise line, kind of like the grub hub of cruise ships, and you can, different cruise lines you can have it. Uh, what would you order for entree, appetizer, dessert, or many different oh, lines? Yeah, yeah. So I guess one of the and – and I know Heidi's would be different than mine because we have totally different tastes when it comes to eating. Uh, I would say I would think – I mean, it's great stuff we love from all, all the cruises we've been on. I think one of our places, favorite places is Food Republic, which is on some of Norwegian Cruise Line's larger ship. It's a tapas, small plate. It's got a little bit of Asian cuisine. It's got, um, you know, uh, kind of all different culinary mixtures. It's a fusion restaurant. That's what it's fusion. So I would just probably pick random stuff off the menu. I haven't had anything bad there. Uh, but that would be more like, an I guess, for the appetizers. And then for the main course, I think the brand new Giovanni's Italian kitchen that they put on some of the Royal Caribbean ships, we had never eaten the the previous version of it, but now it's kind of they've revived it and, and they're putting it back on some of their ships. The meal we had, the pasta dish I had there, it was like clams with like a, a white sauce, delicious, it was unbelievable. And the desserts there were really good too. But uh, but Carnival, we did our first Carnival cruise earlier this year, and I was very impressed with all of the casual cuisine on that restaurant. So Guy's Burgers were great. The Cantina was amazing. The twenty four hour pizza. So I would just have a smorgasbord of food from basically all the major cruise lines. Did you try the uh, Italian uh, restaurant aboard the Carnival ship? We didn't. That's the one thing. So we have to go on another Carnival cruise as soon as they open up. We didn't. We just didn't have time. We were on Panorama, uh, and there yeah. was so many things to try and taste in seven days. But we did basically everything but that restaurant. We didn't even get there for the lunch. The, they okay. do the the pasta bar. Just the way the itinerary fell and our schedule, we never got there. But it's definitely on the top of our list. They have the best. Uh, first of all, it's free. Right. And Second of all, you know, we got when we go to Carnival, we'll usually go right up to that uh, restaurant. It's usually above, and uh, they have a pasta uh, clam sauce, which is to die for. And I actually have had the dinner clams, and the the actual the lunch portion is actually better because it's like a di little different sauce, 
but it's perfect. If you like linguine and clam sauce, it's to die for. My literally the best anywhere. So that would be like my order like every day, like until I got really sick of it. So um, okay, great answer though. Um, let's see here. What port do you choose to stay on the ship? Is there some port that you go, okay, we've been in the Caribbean, we've been here, uh, we're just going to stay on board. And, you know, what do you do when, when you stay on board? Yeah, I think it's only, we would only stay on board on a, a, a port we've been to a bunch of times. So not, unfortunately for Nassau, we have been there so many times that we do tend to stay on the ship. Uh, the last couple of times we were doing just those three-day cruises where it went to uh, the private, the cruise line's private island, then you do Nassau, and then you kind of come home. Um, so those, those itineraries, we just stay on the ship and we just enjoy the empty ship. Yeah. Yeah, there might be limited, uh, amenities open, but usually the water slides or the pool actually is empty. So you're not in there with everyone else and just enjoy some sun and a couple of drinks. So the ship's nice and quiet, but that's probably the only port. Some ports we've been to a few times, like two or three times. I mean, Nassau, I can't even remember how many times we've been to, but other ports I've been to two or three times, maybe we'll do like half a day. Right, so we'll do something early in the morning. We both like to get up and maybe we'll do a tour or do something new or some type of experience and then get back to the ship kind of early. And it's still relatively quiet. And just, again, enjoy some loungers or a drink or some peace and quiet. Or now with the blog, we do some social media, right? We always get the Wi-Fi package. So if we're on the ship and we're enjoying the sun um, and some drinks or whatever, we might be on social media. But what about you guys? I mean, you've been to so many ports. Where, where do you stay on the ship? Uh, NASA, a lot of times. Uh, we, this last time we went to Atlantis, and that was really, it was the first time we ever went to Atlantis, and that was definitely amazing. Um, I knew it was, it was pretty pricey, but um, it, once we've gone there, now we realize why it's it's actually worth it. So I highly recommend that because uh, it, it can be an expense, but it was really, really good. Um, so usually NASA, um, sometimes Jamaica, but, we've, we're, but that's kind of what led us into a lot of the content we do on Cruise Addicts is we've actually reached out to different resorts. We're doing like uh, these uh, resort day passes. We did one in Jamaica. We've got it on a video on YouTube. We've done uh, Atlantis, and that was really good. Um, so, yeah, basically we're finding we're finding new and exciting ways to enjoy the ports that maybe getting a little bit, you know, uh, we've been a little overexposed to. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we do. But I like that. But on top of that, if I just want to stay on board, um, I just find it really relaxing. Like I said, it's mm -hmm. quiet. You don't have to if there's if it's uh, if there's an area on the ship that might be really congested or a special uh, feature, well maybe that day you can go, be it a zip line or something else, as long as it's open. Like you said, a lot of times the ships do shut down when they're in port. You know, certain certain areas might shut down, but if, but for the most part, if it's a very uh, if a ship that has a lot of amenities, I think they tried to be open those days as well to serve people that want to take advantage of it that might not have bought a package or going off offshore on their own. So, mm. all right. So I know you and Heidi plan. So do you guys have any big money saving tips when it comes to cruising? Is there something that you guys do that you could share with our audience? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I think the, the two things that we do are one, we book early. And I think a lot of the cruise lines policies now are back in the good old days, you could just put a deposit down. And then if, if you need to cancel for whatever, you get your money back. Some of the cruise lines now have non-refundable deposits and that secures a lower rate, but then you might lose a hundred or $200 per person you put down. But in our experience, we've never really secured in maybe where we live, like a good last minute deal. But anytime we book a ship, we usually book eight months to a year in advance. And that's mainly because we do do the newer ships and also the larger ships. So uh, we've, Never, we, I don't, I can't, I think I can remember one time where I had to call a cruise line to get like a price adjustment and 
I know that it's a little debatable if they do it, but there was no issue. I got, you know, whatever the difference was. Of it wasn't much. It was $100. I mean, it's still $100 is $100. But so number one, book early and just make sure you read the fine print of the, of the rate you get. I know Carnival has a bunch of different rates. Royal does too, Norwegian. But in our experience, booking earlier, I get to better rates. And then look through your cruise planner. I know right now some cruise lines are running ridiculously low deals on drink packages, dining packages, even some shore excursions are experiences. So we kind of, that A-type personality, we might look at our cruise planner a couple times a week when it's, even though, I mean, we have cruises that hopefully still will sail later this fall. And we, we're looking regularly at that to see what's on sale. And and we've been able to score 25, 30, 40% off different experiences or different packages doing that way. And we, we, I guess I like third, third quick thing is I would definitely look at websites like Cruise Attic. You can check ours out too to find shore excursions. We rarely book shore excursions with the cruise lines unless it's a timing issue. Like sometimes you have a very unique time in port, like a set five hour time or something based on the itinerary, or you're going somewhere really unique and it's tough to find. But you can usually get more, I think, a better value and even just a better experience in general if you find some private tour providers and more and more than their own websites now that you can go and book online or email them. Yeah, one of my favorite websites is shorttrips.com. Um, that's they, We've done uh, things with them. We actually did a group cruise one time and we rented yachts like for the group. So we had like two yachts in Acapulco, I think it was. We went and watched the cliff divers and oh, wow. it was amazing. But it had like lunch was included, um, like beer and wine was included. It was amazing. And it's like, and it was probably for the same price per person that it would be for a normal excursion. And you're like, okay, I think I've seen the light, you know, that you can do really, you can do really, really good for these, you know, by booking it local rather than going through the, the cruise line sometimes. But uh, it, of course the cruise lines do a really good job too, because they've, they've kind of caught on the past, you know, as cruising has grown and they've realized we need to be competitive and we also need to be unique. So they have a lot of unique offerings as well. I mean, we do. I mean, we definitely still book uh, short trips. So that Freedom of the Seas cruise, I want to say we did one with Royal and two, definitely two private ones that I can remember. One with Royal, uh, maybe three private ones. But no, we definitely look through the Royal through any cruise line that we're sailing with, see what their offerings are, and then see what other offerings are. And we we do a mix now. Okay, so we're getting close to the end of our interview. <laughs> as far as this is the lightning round, okay? Oh. This can be kind of like a this or that. All right. So right. you have to make a choice. So buffet or main dining room? Oh, MDR all the time, all the time. Okay, drink package or pay as you go? Drink, we do the drink package, even though neither one of us are big drinkers. Okay, specialty restaurants or just the included ones? Mm, I know it's later on. Included ones. I mean, we do specialty restaurants, but um, we'd be perfectly fine doing the MDR every night. Uh, inside cabin or balcony? A balcony. balcony. Okay. Private table for two or a large table to meet people? Oh, definitely private table for two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Comedy show or the production show? Uh, I'm going to go pro – pro I mean, there's, we see some really great – I guess production show and with the asterisk that a lot of times we go on the newer ships, so they have, like, their own signature shows. All right, one man band. We'll go to that piano bar. What was the first one? Piano bar or what? A uh, one man band. Oh, piano bar, piano bar. Okay. Uh, watch the sunrise or just sleep in. Uh, see, I would sleep in, but Heidi's up with the sun, so that's so it's both. 
she's gonna like dragging me out of bed be like we have we have tickets we have to get up so it's both yes okay now describe what cruising this is a bonus question describe what cruising means to you in one word one word uh me one word i guess i would say exciting awesome he is don from eatsleepcruise.com don thank you so much for doing our 10 questions here our interview uh it's a real privilege to have you on board. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Love Cruise Addicts. And yeah, if folks have questions, they can hit uh, hit me up, Don at eatsleepcruise.com. Okay, thank you so much, Don. I really appreciate your time and have a wonderful time. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Cruise Addicts Talk Show. Until we meet again, please be safe and happy cruising. <laughs>